0: Hey guys, welcome back to Arcane Duel's Magecast. This is Puddin' Head, your co-host, and I'm here with Sharkbait, the host of Magecast. Hello. And we are joined by Zubri. Go ahead. He's there in the background. Hi there, guys. There we go. There we go. Uh, today is all about Trogdor.
1: Trogdor!
0: Trogdor! Um, Chogdor, if you don't know, is the name of Sharkbait's a dramer warlock book, which is rather famous at this point. Rather, he is rather famous for working on it for so long. Allegedly, um, and uh, so what we what I've noticed a lot on the forums recently is uh, people get excited about a mage, and then will quick make a book about that mage with their idea, and there's not a whole lot of coming back to the book and saying, well, I played it a bunch of times and this is what I discovered and I changed this and that. Now, you see some of that. um, But I have not seen that to the scale that I have seen that with your Trogdor book. Um, You have been working on this book for roughly two years at this point, right?
1: Let's see. Um... Yeah, actually, almost exactly.
0: Almost exactly two th- years.
1: I think the first Thunderdome that it ran in was, uh, like, this time in 2015. And
0: that was pre-GenCon 2015, and in 2015 yep. you entered it in GenCon for the first time, right?
1: Yep. I entered Trogdor for the first time. I played the other Warlock in 14.
0: Okay. Okay. So, um, let's go through the history of this book and your thought process about how it's become what it is today, and uh, in the beginning, it was more of a rush aggro, burn you down with fireballs and curses, that the primary purpose of the curses was to add dice to the fireballs. Um, Yes. And uh, so, how did you jump in on that idea?
1: Um, Well, despite the aquatic nature of my last name, um, I happen to like fire. A lot. In a lot of various types of games I play, I'm usually the burn it down guy. So the warlock was just a natural progression of that. And the original Trogdor was the extension of how do I burn something down the quickest or the most effective.
0: So did you effectively you liked fire and then you picked the Adramic Warlock because she could burn down faster? Or
1: Absolutely. She's a better burnator okay. than uh than the rexing so, Crown. So who the original can still burn instigation well.
0: was I want to use Fireball.
1: Yeah. Okay. Actually, that's a good way to look at okay. it. Fire of some type, fireball in this game.
0: All right. Um. So you played that in Thunderdome, and I believe that it was defeated by a tree.
1: No, that's the second Thunderdome. That's the second- first Thunderdome was actually against Keechan, ah. who ended up winning the Thunderdome anyway. Well, um, I mean, it was. That's good news, right? Yeah, it was Keechan's Elemental Lord. Oh, um, yeah. for that tournament.
0: Yeah, he and, did he fire um, elemental you and you crumbled too? No, it? no,
1: there was no fire elemental there. It was like, uh, at this point, I'm having trouble remembering. Oh, I think okay. it was along the lines of the uh, whirling spirits and stuff that came out the most in that one, actually. Yeah, those, uh, those little. Uh, that, that game was a while ago. I don't remember. Well they went. have trouble. <laughs> I mean, clearly I didn't win it, so it didn't go that well, but I don't remember a whole lot else about the match aside from he played the Elemental Lord and I ended up winning that tournament. Nice. Um, I don't even remember how Trogdor looked back then. It was quite a bit different than um, what it even was by Gen Con.
0: Well, so over the course of the uh, few months wherein you played Thunderdome and then you played Gen Con, you came to a conclusion that... The solo mage it was not that viable anymore.
1: One quick note on the timeline that took years.
0: That took years. Okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was well after Gen Con 15 before I've started actually coming around to that end of it. Okay. I think it was like Thunderdome 2 timeframe.
2: Okay. I do have a, a question if you don't mind me buttoning in. What you sure. got? Um, it's not entirely relevant now since the, the errata, but at, at the time that you first came up with Trogdor, The warlock was not the only fire mage, and a lot of people even talked about the wizard being able to do all the elements better than the other mages. Did you ever consider making Trogdor a wizard, a fire wizard? Um, If
1: wizards weren't so awful, then yes. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, no. I mean, people claim that, I disagreed, and that's about the end of that discussion, because we can get into all kinds of fun, well, what about this, well, what about that, and at some point, it's just, honestly, the warlock does it better. It always right. has, it always will. But, yes, Fire Wizard was one of those I looked at briefly, but never seriously took off compared to the Warlock.
2: All right, sir.
0: So you played a face melt-your-face sort of style, in-your-face rush build for over a year then? Is that what you yeah, would say? Yeah,
1: I independently came up with um, a face-melter-like build, and I didn't actually stumble upon uh, Shwinkat's build until... Uh, I think it was after, the th- after Gen Con, maybe? I don't remember exactly when I came upon that one, but it was after I'd already built and was starting to refine Trogdor, and it gave me some good ideas, but you know, I, I didn't base the book off of the original face melter, either.
0: Okay. Um, but then you came to this conclusion later on that you were not going to survive as a solo mage as many times as you had previously Given. You want to know
1: where that came from, where that idea yes, came from, actually?
0: that's exactly what I want to
1: know. Um, oh, well, that's good then. Um actually said something to me. Um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was sometime when we were talking, like, I was developing further along, he's like, you know, any mage who ignores one-sixth of the spell types is probably going to lose anyway. And it makes sense, if you think about it. Like, there are six groups of spells. If you ignore one entire group of them, you're just handicapping yourself.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: And that's my theory in general on why a solo mage, I won't say it can't work because this is one of the few games where you can pretty much make anything work, but let's just say it it's not likely to be... You have a lot stacked against you. There you go.
0: That makes sense. So you decided to stop ignoring creatures. Yes. And uh, you went through several iterations of creatures uh, to try and land on the right number of creatures, and the right type of creatures, in fact. So, uh, can you walk us through some of those processes?
1: Well, if you look at the, purely just the attack types, clearly the ones that jump out are the Firebrand Imp, the Flaming Hellion, and Andromalek himself. Um, They have all been in the book and out of the book many times. The only consistent one that's stuck around is the Flaming Hellion. Um, And... I mean, I'll get into this later, I guess, because we're going to go to where it is now. Um, But the Flaming Hellion is fantastic fire support. (laughs) A curse on something will make him roll, make it roll, uh, four dice at range, and have a four-up burn. That is by definition the fire support you want in this book.
0: Um, But then you decided that he was a little too fragile.
1: Oh, he's too fragile to be the front line, which is why I call him fire support. Um, and I, in light of that, I, have experimented with a ton of different creatures at this point. Um, Skeletal Knight is the one that takes the cake for being the best, um, I call it a buffer. It's keep me alive long enough to do what I need to do, and Skeletal Knight is basically the front line shield kind of thing, because if an attack misses because of his defense, then you have absolutely won that trade. Yeah. Even if it doesn't, that 12 hit sense. points, one armor on a Skeletal Knight is still a pretty good Buffer as well as the five five die counter strike that comes back
0: after. Um, that that five dice counter strike is pretty good. Yeah, I will I will grant you that.
1: Uh, one of the newer creatures actually that's just released that's also fantastic in this book thus far, and all of the games I've played him in is Mageddon. Um Yes, you lose six life. Get over it. <laughs> He's phenomenal.
0: Go down to twenty seven health.
1: Yeah, if you really want to, you can offset it with a drain soul, but. I don't think it's necessary. If you get to 20... I've that never seen a game... A sorry, never. 95% of the times when you get to 27 uh, damage, you are going to lose regardless. The extra yeah, six has I very mean, rarely been enough of a buffer to save it.
0: I mean, unless it was a very close damage race, I suppose. But that's what Mageddon is best at, right? Absolutely. As I believe you have called him a mage-seeking missile yes. several times before.
1: You, I have used Mageddon as a mage-seeking missile, and I've also used the zombie brute as a mage-seeking missile. Just cause that I did like that iteration of the book. Well, you wouldn't, of course, because it rolled 150% against you, except when you eye for an eye. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, so, so you added some creature support, and that worked out fairly well for the most part. Um, but I remember... A number of times when I was talking to you about the book and you were talking to me about how you you had kind of settled on what creatures you really liked um, but the curses that you took with you were always in flux you had a, a period of time where you're really trying to narrow down what curses are the best for what situations and how many of each one were in the book kind of walk us through some of those processes
1: not only has that changed in pretty close to every version, that's still, that, that literally has changed an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> um, it it kind of depends on what you want to do. It's one of those where if you realize, as like if you've been playing the Burn It Down as long as I have, you start to realize exactly how many um, how much quantity you need of each of the burn spells and the creature support. And that usually only, it doesn't take up your entire book. So what do you do with the rest of it? You don't just throw random stuff in. You need to have a, a, a basically a plan 1A or something that complements what you do, but you can also switch gears into it hardcore if you absolutely need to. Like if you come up against somebody who somehow just is able to get the damage mitigated from the fire and creature attacks. And so a lot of the, let's just say the 2016 Gen Con book came about from curse experiments. Learning when to curse, how to curse, what to curse. In what quantities? How to protect those curses, etc.
0: Yeah, you've done a whole lot of work on the cursing, and uh, it's funny because if I'm facing a book that has curses in it, I can pretty much guess what the curse that's going to come out is going to be, um, based on all of the experience I've had being cursed over and over again by you.
1: (laughs) You're welcome, by the way.
0: (laughs) It's it's good. but it's interesting that the there is actually a almost like there's almost an optimal timing for each one of those curses and anybody who's played for curse played curses for long enough kind of falls into a little bit of the same pattern um, it's it's really interesting experience
1: that is a, a, i wouldn't say it's completely true but it's it's definitely you can narrow it down based on what is going on around you to, I'd say, one of three curses. Usually. Yep. And if you're aware of what those three could be, you can take steps to mitigate But yeah, that's that's also part of the mind game of playing the curses in the first place, though. Sometimes if you think you're safe, um, they may just switch it up on you.
0: That's true. That's true. Enchantment mind games. One of the yep, funnest parts fun. about this game and one of the most frustrating. <clears throat> so... Um, that takes us all the way to Mace, right?
1: Gen Con sixteen Mace-ish, yeah. They're all
0: um, which those two was, are pretty close to the same. What uh, three months ago? Three, three, three oh, months that, ago. Wow, yeah, Three months, three months ago. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and you have um, messed around with some academy cards that were released at GenCon. You have, oh yeah, because you couldn't use Mageddon in yeah, couldn't Gen use Con. at GenCon. So I'd cry more tears. I'm going to
1: keep crying because I'm going to use him next Gen Con if I run Trogdor. Spoilers.
0: Um, so. I I saw that one (laughs) happen. Sorry, what? (laughs) Who would have guessed that you'd run Trogdor? Um, although you might throw everyone for a loop and run something else, right?
1: Yeah, that's actually on my
0: mind. We'll see. It's going to be a priestess. Nobody will see (laughs) it coming. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. No, so, um, and you, I think in between Gen Con and Mace, you were tooling around with um, which support spells you were going to bring with you. Um, you kind of solidified your curses for for, for that point in time, and you solidified your creatures, and you were trying to figure out if you wanted to um, splash some holy to, to have some more staying power. Did you... Um, what, what kind of thoughts did, did you go through during those couple of months leading up to Mace?
1: Well, it was more of the look back at what I used and didn't use at Gen Con against what competition and figure out what I could cut. Um, a lot of work went in at, um, you'll notice on the forums that Zot has a get together in Indianapolis every other month or so, um. There was at least two separate occasions where I was there doing a lot of development work um, against them, because uh, they're really fantastic for developing this kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, just finding finding the weaknesses time. of the Gen Con book, which I already had an idea going into it because of the way I lost against uh, the Druid. And so yeah. it was more of a, how do I slightly retune it to be able to take on a Druid should I need to?
0: Right, um, and the interesting thing about Mace was that there were no druids.
1: Yeah, I didn't end up needing to do that, but I mean, a lot of the tech that I threw into there turned out to be useful against pretty much everybody. Like one of my favorite things that I threw in at the very like last second was a hurl meteorite, and I actually not... splattered Artemis in one shot one time. That was fun. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's not even throwing fire; it's throwing it was a big also... rock. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, I believe that was kind of your MVP of the tournament, almost. Did yeah, you
1: right it? It was um, up there. I think um, it was Mageddon was the other one. knocked out
0: an Idol of Pestilence or a Deathlock or something?
1: Oh, it, it did. Idol of um, Pestilence. I, I knocked out an Idol of Pestilence in one shot, because, I mean, you're throwing ten dice, piercing one with a mask on, and Hawkeye. Right. You also have an Akira reroll. So, I knocked out an, no, two Idol of Pestilence in one shot, one Deathlock in one shot, an Artemis in one shot. Um can't remember what else I, But, I mean, you're throwing a ton of dice for that. Granted, it's also a bunch of... It's a big mana investment and spellbook point investment, but I think that it ended up being worth it.
0: Yeah, the range three that people don't see coming. Right.
1: Big, giant rocks to face. It was actually one of my favorite things I added to that one. Um, the other one being A um, 100% of the times I didn't cast Mageddon, I lost. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, I only didn't cast him, I think, in one. And I went four and one with him out, so... Again, it's fantastic. Uh, I think I ended up actually cutting the zombie brute, despite what my computer here is telling me. Um, did I use the zombie I brute you? I believe you
0: did, too. No.
1: No? Then, yeah, he got cut. Oh, yes, you
0: did. Did I? Yes, you did. Man. Yeah, that was the that was the situation in which my eye for an eye did nothing. Oh, because brute that's right.
1: Not. I left the zombie brute in for that one. Okay. It's the blood demon I cut. Okay. Yeah, so... You know, there's still some flux in the supporting cast of stuff that I do. I mean, every version is going to be slightly different. It's just more of the, a shift in focus. The original, as we pointed out earlier, the original Trogdor focus was burn them down ASAP. Like, turn 5, turn 6, win or lose, you know? Um, it it Once I realized that the Adremaluk Warlock isn't about killing them on turn 6, it's being able to go from 0 to 60 in a matter of a turn or two. That is the real strength of the mage. Um, you can kind of catch people yeah, like. Yeah, I, I learned
0: to fear the deployment of the Fire Shaper Ring.
1: Yeah, and that's why I changed that too, because I stopped running Battleforge. But um, <laughs> the uh, the concept, or I guess you know, the general idea behind it is the fact that if you're trying to rush them, they can take steps ahead of time if they know you're going to rush. You know what I mean? So they don't need right. to. Uh, see what you're doing to, to know what you're doing. Whereas if you take your time and it looks like you're going to go ahead and run a curse opening, like run a Magebane rod on them, they have a couple choices. They can either choose to deal with those or they can continue dealing with the other threats you're putting out, like Mageddon or a Skeletal Knight or your face or something right. like that. And so that kind of evolved the flexibility, I would say. It, it was a flexible one because the, the curses would soften them up And then out of nowhere, you can spike up to, you know, nine, ten dice fireballs with relatively little warning. And so if they decided to leave that open or didn't think about it in time, you could have them burned down like that. Or the curses could do all the work and you could just clean up. Both situations happen at both Gen Con and Mace.
0: Yep. Yep. You just gotta read what your opponent is countering and then and then Press into smack them with item. the other one, yeah. The other strategy, yeah.
1: Necros are a little bit weird, cool. but otherwise, yeah, same idea.
0: Well, you have not actually run this book in the ADMW Winter Special no, yet. No, I have not. I wonder why. Um, well, uh, and I believe it's because you're trying something new with some of the PBS cards and some stuff like that. And well, it
1: is definitely under test um, right now, but it is, it's not being run because I, I was hoping to get through without having to. And so far it's looking pretty well, it good.
0: looks like you're on track for that. Um, we'll see how it all shakes down eventually. Um, but, uh, so your current tinkering idea is, uh, a little different than your focus is in the past. Do you want to elucidate or sure. do you want to so, secretize?
1: As we mentioned a minute ago, the flexibility or the, you know, the, basically the two branching paths you had for the 2016 and the mace, uh, books, you could go from, you start off cursing them regardless, and you can go into Turbo Curse if you need to, because they're going to stack armor or something like that, you just go Turbo Curse and beat them with a dot, or you could go switch into Burn quickly mode, Um, and so, uh, building off of that, instead of trying to do only curse dot, like relying on Ghoul Rod, Arcane Corruption, Mage Bane, etc., I'm trying to come up with a way to make it so you can just stack a lot of burns on them because there have been multiple games where I've actually been able to stack eight or nine burns on somebody, and that either forces them to surging wave themselves, which is pretty common, and then I just stack up four or five more. But I mean, that's rolling as much direct damage dice as you would with the curse direct, or, you know, the direct cursing. So it's a it's an sure. interesting balance trying to get that to work, but. I feel like if I can come up with a way to make that work, you have Gear One, Gear Two, and they both are even more complementary than cursing versus the
0: fire. Interesting. So we have this. This uh, the reason that I I am the one who actually wanted to do this mage cast. Um, and the reason that I wanted to do this mage cast is because, well, one, we hadn't heard about Shark from about his. And we can go into
1: more depth at some point.
0: And. <laughs> Yeah, we can go over the actual book configuration and all that at some point. But you're never going to be done tinkering no, we with it. Pick the latest one. So we'll just have to pick whichever one it is. And that is actually the primary reason why I wanted to do this one. Because um, it, this is a textbook case of just diving in as deep as you can into all the mechanics of the game and the mechanics of a particular mage and steering your way down the shifting meta um, based on new cards, based on new books that you see, based on new play styles that you run into and uh, coming up with um, like basically becoming the mage that would step into the arena. Like you know exactly what it is that you can do and you know exactly how it is that it all interacts and it's all instinct and experience at that point that drives you towards the path of victory. Um, and uh, and I, I really think that people could benefit a lot from picking a mage and just drilling down as far as they can into how the mage works, what makes it tick, what what is really tough about it, and then um, just yep. iterating a book over and over You'd be amazed again. at
1: how many lessons from uh, one mage apply to the rest of them too. I mean... It's not going to be 100% clearly, but there are a lot of lessons you can learn from General Mage Wars play just by doing that kind of deep dive into anything. And iterate, iterate, iterate. Do not go into a a tournament match. Expect to do well without practicing. I'm sorry. Look, I don't care how good the inspiration is for that book. If you haven't iterated yet, (laughs) I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm just saying you should probably not expect to win, I would even say, 50% of the games you don't practice a book with, you know? You might get lucky, but the the reason that you win the game is because you know your book inside and out. You know what it should do in certain situations. Not most of the time you have an answer of some kind to a problem. It's not necessarily a uh, problem of not having the answer, as it is not knowing when to play where what to play.
0: Right. Um, any other comments? Or questions from you, Zubry? Or comments from you, Shark? About this
2: book? I think think this has been a fascinating conversation. I can't think of anything else to to add. So
1: good news. We're going to post this the same way we did last time where we're trying to get more discussion out of these. So uh, if there are any questions, ideas, things you have found that work when you're trying to practice and or build a book or develop a book or do something like that, please post them. Get some conversation going. It's more everybody can learn from a comment that everyone can take part in as opposed to just, you know, holding it to the side or holding it out, out of the public knowledge.
0: I do think that you'll find that everyone gets better if people aren't hoarding secret tech to spring in tournament. And
1: sometimes like you that. find out that your secret um, tech isn't so secret and everybody's ready for it.
0: <laughs> right. So, um, I, I'm very much interested in, in developing and watching grow, uh, the, the tournament scene of mage wars. I think it's fascinating. Um, you know, people pour all their energy and effort into being the best at what they're doing. And, uh, you know, you see it in so many other games, and I am I like seeing it, I like experiencing Absolutely. it in uh, Mage Wars 2. And uh, that is actually the original impetus of the mage cast itself. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Um, and Arcane Duels um, as well. One quick so, uh, note. I do want
1: to are... make the point that uh, go ahead. you don't have to pick one mage and stick with it. You're welcome to branch out and do multiple mages, but just make sure you try different things, you know? There are going to be games. Don't uh, a better way to say it. Don't be afraid to lose. Um, there are going to be games where you're going to have an idea that just does not work like you thought it would. It's going to suck. <laughs> Those games should probably be the norm more than they should be the uh, you know the occasion. Like if you're going to test a book, test everything about the book. Don't be afraid to lose with it because if you lose with it, you know you don't run it in a tournament, or you know when you don't run it in a tournament. That's the important part.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, we're not telling you how to play Mage Wars, um, but just trying to give you a different angle on how you could go about learning more about Mage Wars and being better at whatever mage you pick, or all mages, in general, absolutely. as was stated earlier.
2: Yeah, I agree entirely with uh, don't be afraid to lose. You you, can you learn more from your defeat than you ever do your victory.
1: Absolutely. You,
2: I can... I'm not going to say
1: every because that's just a blanket statement that doesn't always work, but it's a pretty dang good ratio, like 99 to 1 in games that I've learned more where I've lost than games that I have learned what I've won, or amount that I've learned what I've won, you know? Absolutely. So, that's our little spiel on that. Um, We would love to hear some discussion uh, as to what you guys think. Uh, Please post discussion here on the thread. Um... I think we even started to get comments on the SoundCloud site. I mean, just post them and start yep. conversation. You know, get absolutely. Everybody involved.
0: And you know, we did touch a little bit on this topic in a previous uh, MageCast where we talked to Intangible about his changelog idea. Um, running a oh, changelog yes. on your book and having some <laughs> iterative uh, version control on your book—it's um, just—it's just a really good idea. So you can see where you were thinking.
1: Some way to keep track yeah. of the lessons you've learned. Yeah. You know, even if it's, I mean, the way I, I don't really necessarily write every single change down right now because I have so many branching um, things to test with, even, not, not even this book, but every book I have. Like, I, I literally branch off into about 15 ideas, number them 1 through 15, write that down somewhere, and then store those on the Octagon Builder. <laughs> like, just keep a, have a way to keep track of what you were doing, what you were thinking, make a quick blurb about it, and be like, all right, this worked, this didn't, and then have notes. You know what I mean? Change log or win-loss ratio aren't necessarily important as um, knowing the reason behind the decisions you make.
0: Awesome. So. So, yeah. uh, and um, also feel free to leave comments about what kinds of topics you would like us to cover, um, things that we may not have covered yet already, or things that you feel need a little bit more in their delivery just let us know
1: i will i will preempt one of them by saying we will cover the admw when we finish the group well, stage. yeah that
0: is planned when the group stage is over <laughs> will happen, we will talk about the stats and what we've seen and the interesting stuff we'll get uh co-shaded in here and uh probably we will impose upon zubry's time get him in here too and uh talk about what we've seen in ADMW uh, we don't know when that's going to happen but we do have a deadline for the group stage being over and uh, shortly after that is my goal
1: absolutely it may be a little longer since I'll be out of town for a month but we'll figure out a way yeah, we'll, to either we'll record and edit it, it and it'll, it'll be, you back. be fine. right it'll be <laughs> we'll make sure to get that episode out that episode is on the list any other topics you want to hear about please post absolutely Alright, uh, you guys got anything else?
0: It's good for me. Nothing. And this has been All right, well. the Magecast in concert with Arcane Duels and on behalf of Sharkbait and the rest of Arcane Duels this is Puddinhead, and we are signing off.
1: When in doubt, kill it with fire. So <laughs>